There once was a man who lived in a two-story house. The house was near a river, and unfortunately the river began to flood. As the river rose, warnings were given via radio, TV, and shortwave. Large jeeps drove through the area to evacuate people, and as a jeep drove by the man's house, he was told, Sir, you are in danger. Your life is at stake. You must evacuate. Get in the jeep. Let us help you. No, the man replied from his doorstep. I have faith. I will be okay. The flood won't get me. God will take care of me. The water continued to rise. Soon the man was on the second floor. A boat was going through the area and arrived at the man's house. Rescuers made every effort to convince the man to take action so that his life would be saved. Sir, you are in danger. Your life is at stake. You will drown in this flood. No worries, says the man. I have faith. Everything is okay. Even though the flood is rising, I will be fine because God is with me and will take care of me. The flood continued to rise. The man went to the roof to avoid the rising water. A helicopter pilot sees him on the top of the roof and hovers above the man. Using a megaphone, the pilot tries to convince the man to grab the rope ladder, which was dangling above his head. Sir, you are in danger. The flood is still rising, and you are still going to drown. Grab the rope ladder. Let us help you. No, says the man. I will be just fine. I have faith that God will take care of me. In this story, the flood rises, and sadly, the man drowns at the pearly gates. The man goes to heaven, and he sees God, and he says, I had faith. I had faith that you would save me, and you let me die. To which God replies, No, I sent you a jeep, a boat, and a helicopter. Have you ever missed out on opportunities that God has given you and paid the price for it? What happens when God opens the door? How do we listen for that voice? And what happens when God closes the door? Can we trust Him when that happens? Well, guys, thank you so much for tuning into the Noteworthy Podcast. I am your host, Nathan French, and today is going to be a very noteworthy conversation as we dive into what happens when God closes the door. Let's go. My friends, my friends, I've missed you. I'm so excited to be back on the podcast. It, there's been a little break, a couple week break going on. What a crazy season 
in ministry. What an exciting time. Uh, I'm so honored and privileged to serve as the Georgia District Youth Secretary. That is a new hat that I'm wearing. And so thank you guys for being patient with me with these episodes. We used to release one every single Sunday. Lately, it feels like it's all over the place. I know you're thinking, what in the world is Nathan doing? He has no schedule. And you're absolutely right. I don't have it figured it out, trying to figure it out. And so uh, very excited to be back on the podcast today, spending the morning with you lovely people or the evening, depending on when you're listening. But today, I want to talk to you about what happens when God closes the door. You ever heard that expression, uh, you know, the doors of opportunity, a door of opportunity? Well, sometimes God opens those doors and sometimes he closes them. Can we be okay with both? How do we feel about that? Look with me in Genesis chapter 7. And today we're going to be looking at Genesis chapter uh, 7, verses 11 through 15. And we're going to be reading from the NASB version, which I do not usually read from, but it works very well with the text we're going to be looking at. As you're making your way to Genesis 7 or thinking about it, I want to just tell you about my friends over at Uncut Hair and Skincare. And we're teaming up together. They're going to be help uh, sponsoring the show with a giveaway. That's right. If you go follow Uncut Hair at Uncut Hair on Instagram and go follow at Podcast Noteworthy, we're going to be giving some details about that. We're going to be giving something away on Father's Day. It's going to be all done on Instagram, so you don't want to miss that. Thank you so much to Uncut Hair and Skincare for getting involved with the Noteworthy Podcast. While you're at it, go follow at Nathan and Rachel Music because all three of those pages are going to be advertising this giveaway, going to be giving away some incredible product. They just shipped it to me. I'm trying it out. So excited. Can't wait for you to get to try it as well. All right, so Genesis chapter 7 and verse 11. In the 600th year of Noah's life, in the second month. So can we pause and just mention that he's 600 years old? Wow. On that day, all the fountains of the great deep burst open and the floodgates of the sky were opened. The rain fell upon the earth for 40 days and 40 nights. On this very same day, Noah, Shem, Ham, and Japheth, the sons of Noah, and Noah's wife and the three wives of his sons with them, entered the ark, they and every animal according to its kind, and all the livestock according to their kind, and every crawling thing that crawls on the earth according to its kind. Couldn't you have done without the crawling things, Jesus? but we'll trust you anyways. All right. And every bird, according to its kind, all sorts of birds. So they went into the ark to Noah by twos of all flesh in which there was the breath of life. Those that entered male and female of all flesh entered as God had commanded him. And the Lord closed the door behind him. I want you to underline that. And the Lord closed the door behind him. John 10 and 2 says, 
but he who enters by the door is the shepherd of the sheep. To him the doorkeeper opens, and the sheep hear his voice, and he calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. What happens when God closes the door? What happens? How do we handle God determining our opportunities? Remember that opening story before the sponsorship where we talked about that man and God sent him a jeep and a boat and a helicopter? The point of that story was the the missed opportunity there. This man could have had a much different story, and thank God this is not a true story. No man actually drowned, but it really drives the point home, is that this man never paid attention to opportunities that God had placed before him. Opportunity simply means a set of circumstances that makes it possible to do something. Opportunities can often be referred to as doors. You ever heard the expression, when God closes a door, he opens a window. Yes, we've, we've heard that. And life presents a lot of doors. And just because a door is open doesn't mean you should walk through it. Not every opportunity presented to you is the will of God for your life. Just like that man on the second story of his house, we need to learn how to listen to God-given opportunities and chase after those. John 10 and 9 says, Jesus said, he said, I am the door. If anyone enters by me, he will be saved and will go in and out and find pasture. And so I want to I help somebody. This is going to be a short episode today, a little bit more devotional, but I feel like this is what's supposed to happen. This is the 99th episode of the Noteworthy Podcast Next week's going to be, you know, the next episode is going to be very special. It's our 100th episode. But I, I really feel like this is important today. Episode 99. How do you handle it when God determines what doors open and close in your life? Can you trust him with the doors? And I, I want to help somebody. I want to help you understand that if you can get your mind around what I'm, what I'm about to tell you, I truly believe it's going to change your life because so many times we are chasing opportunities. Everything that we do is about chasing an opportunity. But I believe that following Jesus flips the script on that. I don't believe we're supposed to chase after opportunities I believe we're supposed to chase after Jesus. We don't have to chase after opportunities when we're chasing Jesus. Think about this. Jesus said, I am the door. If the open door in front of you does not include Jesus, then it's the wrong door. And I want to encourage you today to stop chasing after opportunity and start chasing after Jesus Christ. And here's the beautiful thing about this statement. When you start chasing after God, God moments and opportunities start chasing 
after you. You don't believe me? Well, look at this biblical principle here, Mark 16 and 17. And these signs shall follow those who believe in my name. They will cast out demons and they will speak with new tongues. Did you catch it? We don't follow signs. Signs follow us. We don't chase opportunity to impress people. We chase after the heart of Jesus. And when you chase after God first, the GPS starts working and directing you more clearly. Maybe you're listening today and you have some decisions to make. Maybe you're a high school graduate and you're trying to determine what college you want to go to. Do you stay in your home state? Are you going to move out of state? Do you go to secular college or Bible college? What is it that God wants you to do? Maybe you have two employers offering you two different jobs, and one offers you more money, but the other, you'd be a lot happier at that job. You're at a crossroads, my friend. Let me encourage you. Make sure that Jesus is the door of opportunity that you're chasing. If that school or that job is going to hurt your relationship with Jesus Christ or damage your faithfulness to the people of God or the house of God, if Jesus is not behind that door, then it's not the right door. It may offer you more money. It may seem like it's perfect, but I'm telling you, when you flip the script and you start chasing Jesus instead of opportunities, there are going to be opportunities that begin to chase after you. The blessings of God will begin to chase after you as you chase after Jesus. I like how Paul said it. He says, follow me as I follow Christ. What are you chasing after? But sometimes God closes the door. We love talking about open doors. We love talking about what God will open up for us and the blessings of God. But today on this episode... What happens when God closes the door? It's a powerful principle found in Genesis chapter 7 that really changed my life. It changed the way that I approached my calling and the way that I approached the ministry. Genesis 7 and 16, those that entered, male and female of all flesh, entered as God had commanded him. And the Lord closed the door behind him. So think about this with me. This guy named Noah, have you heard of him? He built an ark. God told him that a flood was coming. He gave him great detail of what kind of wood to use and the measurements. And it's, it's really mind-blowing when you think of everything that Noah had to do to prepare for the flood. And Noah is trying to be obedient to God. I'm sure he's being mocked, and I'm sure that it's, it's a hard situation. Sometimes what God calls you to do is not always the easiest thing. And Noah builds this ark. And the craziest thing happens, God does exactly what he said he was going to do. God builds this ark, and the animals, male and female, uh, two by two. They're just walking onto the ark miraculously. They know where to go. 
that's a miracle in itself that the animals know where to go. There's like a, a predestined divine GPS inside of them that's leaving them, leading them to their salvation on the ark. But notice with me, Noah's building the ark and he's done everything that God has asked him to do. And the rains start to fall from the heavens. The heavens burst open and the rains are falling. And Noah realizes something. I finished this ark, but it doesn't have the door attached to it. Now, keep in mind, this is a very large door. You're not just walking up to this door, picking it up, and putting it onto the ark. And Noah says, oh my goodness, the door is not done. The door was not done, not because Noah had forgotten a detail. God did not give him that detail. And I believe that there's a reason for that. Because God was trying to show us something. Look with me. Noah does the work and he builds the ark. But God closed the door. God miraculously picks up the door and closes it behind them to save them from the flood. Noah took care of the ark and God took care of the door. When trials and floods come, we have to learn to trust Jesus with the doors in our lives. Noah didn't know how it was all going to work out. He just knew that God had called him to build an ark. When we build the ark and do the work that God's called us to do, we don't have to worry about opening and closing the doors. That's God's job. God has always used a process to accomplish his will. The ark was 510 feet long, 85 feet wide, and 51 feet high. It was a long process. Some scholars believe it took 55 to 75 years to build the ark. Look with this, Genesis 7, 11. In the 600th year of Noah's life, 600 years old. And it says, in the second month, and on the 17th day of the month, and on that day, all the fountains of the great deep burst open, and the floodgates of the sky were open. 600 years old. Is this thing on? Are you hearing me right now? That's a long time. 600 years old when the flood finally happens and God's promises finally come to pass. People want microwave purpose done in 30 seconds, but purpose takes process. <sighs> Whew, my goodness, I feel what I'm saying right now. Purpose takes process. Purpose takes faithfulness. Stop trying to force doors open in your life that God has shut for a reason. God shut the door on the ark, not to punish Noah, to protect Noah. Some of you are taking the protection of God as punishment in your life. My goodness, I feel the Holy Ghost right now. 
What happens when God closes the door in your life? Do you turn your back on him and say, you're punishing me, God, you're keeping me from what I'm supposed to doing? Or can you understand that there's a flood outside that door and that door is the only thing keeping the detrimental waters of that flood from drowning you, drowning your hopes, drowning your dreams, drowning your future? Can you trust God with the doors? Let me ask you a question. Maybe you've thought about giving up, and I'm, I'm done. We're about to pray. But let me ask you a question. Maybe you've been asking yourself, is what I'm doing even important? Does my job even matter? Life is so redundant, and the plan of God for my life doesn't look like I thought it would. Maybe you've considered giving up on God and his plan. Because it doesn't make sense to you right now. And he's closed doors that you thought he should have kept open. Let me ask you a question with this. I'm going to close with this. What if Noah had stopped working? (laughs) What if Noah stopped trusting God with the process and put his tools down and the hammer down and the nails down and stopped building? I'll tell you what would have happened. Mankind would have been completely wiped out. You and I would not be standing here listening to this podcast today if Noah had stopped building and given up during the process. Trust God with the doors that have been shut in your life. Isaiah said, When he opens a door, no one will shut it. And when he shuts a door, no one will open it. Keep doing the work of God, and God will take care of the doors in your life. Learn his voice and let him be the doorkeeper and do his job in your life. You do your part and let God do his part. But he who enters by the door is the shepherd of the sheep. To him the doorkeeper opens, and the sheep hear his voice. And he calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. I want to tell you, if you're going to pick the right doors and make the right decisions, you need to learn the voice of the shepherd. You need to learn to hear his voice. His voice needs to be louder than the voices of entertainment in your life. If you're... if if the hours you spend watching Netflix outweighs the hours of prayer and reading of the word, then God's voice will not be the loudest voice in your life. Learn the voice of the shepherd. Let God use your pastor. Let him use the man of God, the woman of God that he has placed in your life. And you watch doors start opening for you that you never could have imagined. Young minister, maybe you're just getting started. And you're saying things like, well, I'm not getting calls to, to preach. Or maybe you're a young worship leader. I, I, I'm a worship leader and, and, and I'm talented and, and, and I have things to offer, but nobody's calling me. No, calm, hold on, calm down, calm down. Let God take care of all that. You just keep doing the work that he has called you to do. Don't pry doors open. A man's gift will make room 
for itself. You don't have to pry the doors open. You don't have to call people and invite you. Please don't do that. (laughs) Please don't. Can I help somebody? Please stop calling people and asking if you can go minister to them. Stop prying open doors. And trust God. Trust God with the doors. Noah, you just you just build the ark. You just do what God has called you to do. You just follow his instructions and his word and his plan and his details. And when the time comes, God will take care of the doors. Would you pray with me? Lord, I thank you today for your presence that I feel in this room right now. Lord, I pray, Lord, for every listener, maybe they're driving in their car. I pray, Lord, that the presence of God would fill that car right now. Lord, for each one that is listening, I pray that you would encourage them today and that you would remind them that you are in control. Nothing is too hard for you. Nothing can catch you by surprise because you're in control. And so God, when the flood comes, we'll trust you when you close the door. We'll trust you when you decide to open it. When the time is right and the water cease, we know that you'll open the doors when the time is right. We'll give you all the glory, all the honor, and all the praise. In Jesus' name, amen. Ladies and gentlemen, it is such an honor to be a part of your day today. I want you to know that I love you and I believe in you. And I'm very excited to have had this opportunity to talk to you about what happens when God closes the door. I pray that you continue to trust him and believe in him. Now, I've got some good news and some bad news that I want to end the show with today. The good news is that next episode is our 100th episode, and I have my friends Matthew Faircloth and James Barler helping co-host an episode with me, and they're going to be doing a reverse interview. It's going to be bananas. It's going to be a crazy time, a lot of funny banter, and a lot of great questions, some deep revelation from these two guys. That's the good news. The bad news is is that we're taking a little break. We're taking at least a two-week break until we can do that because camps are upon us at the time of this recording. Our Georgia District Hyphen Retreat is this week, and then we have our teen camp, ages 12 to 15, and our senior camp, ages 15 to 18. This is going to be a crazy busy three weeks for my wife, Rachel, and I and the whole Georgia District Committee. And so I can truly tell you, I will basically be living on the campgrounds for the next three weeks. Um, Anybody in Georgia will tell you that the Georgia District Campgrounds is an amazing place, but it's where Wi-Fi goes to die. Technology goes there for its final resting place. So (laughs) there could be really no recording out there, no technology out there. So we're going to be taking a two to three week break from releasing episodes. And during that time, we will be recording our 100th episode. So I've had some people reach out. I've had some people ask, you aren't, you aren't stopping the show, are you? You aren't stopping. No, 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 not at all. We are going strong. This ministry has been so exciting. We are definitely continuing this. And the 100th episode 
will just be the beginning of what God is doing. So excited. We also have some exciting podcast numbers just of what God is doing that we'll share with you on the 100th episode. So be sure to tune in. It's going to be an incredible time. And we look forward to seeing you in a couple weeks for our 100th episode with Matthew Faircloth and James Barber. Until then, be good, love Jesus, love people, and remember to trust God to open and close the doors that he knows is best for your life. I love you guys. We will see you in a couple weeks. Have a great camp season.